Welcome to the Widely Optimized Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Terea Rodriguez, and I'm joined by the lovely co-host, Evie Takis. Both of us are functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners, and we love working with women from all over the world through our virtual programs, helping women not only feel better, but actually achieve that vibrant, no-holds-barred version of themselves they've been missing for a long time. And how we actually get there? Well, that is what this show is all about. Now, please keep in mind that this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. And if you like what you hear today, we would love for you to hit that follow button, leave a review in Apple podcast, share with your friends and keep coming back for more. Let's start today's adventure, shall we? Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Widely Optimized Wellness Podcast. Evie and I are continuing this series on elements and the earth elements, so we're calling it the Elemental Series. And today, we're talking about one of our, both of us have this affinity with this particular element, and so we're going to talk about water today and how it relates to the earth, how it relates to healing, and uh, we'll just dive right in, get it? (laughs) Yes. We'll oh, just that's dive a good right one. In. So, good one. <laughs> I mean, tell me, uh, water. Like, what attracts you to water, and why is it so important to you? Yeah, it's. Oh gosh, it's gonna kind of be hard for me to put this into words because I feel so much with water, right? Like, it's so much of emotional feeling for me. Being in water is probably more grounding than being on like solid ground, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. Like, I feel so much more held and taken care of. Like I feel held and I feel more relaxed when I'm in water. Um, I'm Whether it's a pool or it's an ocean. I mean, ocean is my preferred thing. I grew up swimming in the ocean in the summertime and some of my best memories are associated with being at the beach and being on the water and feeling the sand and feeling that on my body. And the older that I've gotten, the more I feel drawn to that. Like I live in the Midwest. And so when it gets really wintry in the Midwest, I immediately start to daydream about being in the water and being in the sunshine and like being feeling like I'm flowing within water. It just feels to me much more grounding and yeah. it feels as if I am um like I'm much more centered when I feel like I when I am in water. And so for me that's what draws me so much to it is because I couldn't tend to get kind of flighty and in my head and like very much like thinking all these things and playing out scenarios. And when I'm in the water all I think about is being in the water. And it's oh, kind of so like great. the cold plunges too, like yeah. we talked about, yeah. right? We talked about that with cold plunges is all I do when I'm in the cold plunge is focus on my breath. So yeah. it just takes all that noise out for me and it just helps me stay very centered and grounded and present of where I am. And I think that's what draws me so much to the water. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I too, at this phase of my life, am very drawn to water. And it's one of the elements that I've been drawn to the most I think if I were to consider all of the elements, the air, the fire, the water, and uh, earth, earth and water are the two that I'm pulled to the most. And like you, I grew up not necessarily around water, ne- not so much, like not a large body of water. So I grew up in Colorado. I grew up uh, on a ranch that was surrounded by national forests, so very kind of isolated area. 
but we did have a river that came right through the property. And so I was able to, as a young child, I've got all these memories of playing down by the shore of the river and just, mm-hmm. you know, playing with the water and being in the water. So water has been very important for me. And like you, I got to see the ocean as um, as a young child visiting my grandparents. They lived next to the ocean in California. And so I fell in love with the ocean there. And then, of course, where did I choose college? In a town that's right on the ocean. And I just felt super drawn to the ocean, so much so that my first major that I declared was marine biology. Like I really wanted to wow. like learn so much about all of the ecosystems that were in the water and everything else. And so for a long time, I've lived near the ocean. And now being in Central Oregon again, it's very much that mountain type water for me. So it's lakes and rivers and streams. And so I'm just enjoying being able to be in the water as much as possible. And I think also like you, part of what is really comforting for me with water is that sense of that sense of being able to for me it's almost like being in water allows me to release emotions which mm-hmm. is interesting because um we had a guest instructor come and teach a workshop over at the the community and she was talking about these four elements and one of the things she said about water is that water is associated with the emotional body And so that really resonated with me because that's what I experience when I'm in water. When I get my whole body in water, whether it's a river or a lake or even in the ocean, I feel like I'm able to allow some of my emotions to leave, basically. And I feel so much calmer when I'm in it. Yeah. it's As you're saying this, it makes me – it reminds me of why I like it so much and that I become – I get in this flow state. And maybe that's what you're describing too of like water flows, right? Yes. The waves flow, the river flows, there's a direction or maybe there's a disruption to the piece of it, but it flows. And I think that's what draws me to it is it's such a metaphor for life of like, just flow with it, right? You're like, and so a lot of times when I'm sitting there and I'm literally floating in the water, I always think about like, man, this is just how life is. It's going to get a little bumpy at times, but then it's going to go back to being calm. But there's always, it's always moving in some way. Like you're never really stagnant. And yeah. I think that's also why I love it because I kind of make it philosophical in that way. And yeah. it sounds like the both of us view it that way too, of like, there's always this flow to it. There's this emotional release because like the waters can get really tough. And then there's like this, there's this like slower point and that's how life can be too. So I definitely yeah. think that that's part of what draws me into it now that we're talking more about it. Yeah, I think you know you're talking about the the bumpiness of it and how it can uh, be really powerful. And some of the times that I've felt most moved are um, you know in springtime when the snow melts, the rivers get bigger, and so the power and the rushing of the water that goes by, I'm definitely not swimming in that because that's not safe. But that just that sheer power. Cause if you think about it, water is really, really powerful. It has carved canyons through yeah. solid rock over time. Right. So if it has the power to be able to do that, and then, you know, the Northern coast has this really powerful, uh, wave system and the, all year round usually, but also during storms, like just being next to the waves crashing on the shore, feels so powerful. And just knowing that that is all coming from water, 
Also, I guess I get this feeling of like empowerment when I'm out in that kind of weather. And it's kind of crazy weather and I'm donned in my like raincoat and everything else and I'm getting drenched. But it's for me, it's really powerful. And and I really enjoy that part of storms. I'm I'm that crazy Mm -hmm. person that like, oh, a storm is here. Let me go run out and be in it. Well, I think, again, that's being present and understanding the role of nature and that there's different roles and different purposes for all the things that we experience in nature, right? Whether in some of them, yes, they can be catastrophic, but there's also a purpose and a reason that those happen. So I actually think that just goes back to a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast, which is being present and understanding that everything has its role in nature. Yeah, it really does have a role. And, you know, the the water itself, if you start thinking about that role that it has in nature, it's an essential element that plants need, animals need, humans need, right? And having access to that water, that's also something that I think about a lot, especially when you and I are coaching clients and we're working with them on trying to reduce their toxin exposure or anything else. We're really looking at not only... How much water are you drinking? Sure, that's a great place to start, but it's it's more about the the purity and the quality of the water, right? And trying to keep it back, get it back to as much of a pristine state or an original state mm-hmm. as we've found on planet Earth decades and thousands and tens of thousands of years ago, so that our cells can use that water in that way. And so I I know we'll probably get into this, but we do have a lot of conversations around properly filtering it and making sure that it's, you know, structured and not full of chemicals and all of those things. And it's just one of those things that is so essential and so magical because it ha- it has all of these different properties to it. You know, the, yeah. the spiritual and the um, emotional property. And then of course the physical, like we need it for ourselves to function properly. Yeah. I mean, water is also very much used in, religious purpose in religion and spiritually, I assume, mm-hmm. um, as a cleansing mechanism yeah. too. Absolutely. I mean, think, like think of baptisms, right? Yeah. Like water is involved in that. Um, there's a lot of ways in water is used in different capacities in the world and in cultures and religion. And so I think it's really interesting when you think about that of, well, I don't think that we do think about water a lot, but now that we're talking about it, it's like there really is all these different ways that people use it and view it and honor it. Mm-hmm. that uh, I think we just take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I think it's one of those things that's so ubiquitous in our environment that we tend to not really notice it that much. Mm-hmm. And then something has to happen for us to be called attention to it. And so, you know, with recent events that have been happening around you, actually, you know, with the train crash in Ohio and the contamination of the water, people start to actually think about that and how it's not contained to the crash site anymore, right? Because water flows and it gets into the ground and it moves. So now those contaminants are moving. So it brings us some awareness into, you know, how I'll use the term magical, but it's not magical, but how, uh, interesting it is that water changes these phases and it moves about the planet and it's always in circulation. Like it's very rare that we find water that is truly stagnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when we see things like that, that's when we start to really consider what is our role 
and what is our relationship to water? And is the water that I'm coming in contact with, is it something that is going to be helpful or harmful? And that's something that you and I talk about with clients a lot. Yeah, 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 definitely. Especially with things like, you know, thyroid. Thyroid issues are so, so, so common, right? Mm -hmm. And when things are in our water that can displace iodine in the thyroid gland and displace the, well, not in the gland and also outside of the gland, but that, that iodine is important for the thyroid to function properly. But then there are things in the water that can disrupt that and take the place of iodine. And so those are the kinds of things that we're talking about when we want to like filter them out and not have water be so harmful. Right. Yeah. And I, you just recently posted on your Instagram, uh, the under sink water filter that you have. Mm -hmm. So if you, if for listeners who haven't checked that out, make sure to go to Terea's page and look at that. Um, you know, we talk about that from time to time too. We talk about that with our clients and the private community of these are ways that you can get better water or like clear, you know, filter your water better. There's all these resources out there. Yeah. Ranging from water bottles to pitchers to under sink system to whole house systems. And that's something that we don't take lightly because we know that it has such an impact, not just on our physical health, but I think also our mental health too. Yeah, absolutely. Because water is, water is integral to every single cell. So we've got all these cells and inside the cells are water right? The inside of it is, is basically uh, soup is a very like non-accurate term, but I'll use it. A lot of times we think, oh, there's just stuff inside the cells. We don't really think it's not air that's inside those cells. It's water, right? So what is it? 70% of the human body is comprised of water. So it is essential, it is very, very important. And while we can go without water for a couple days, um, we can't go without water permanently. So it's it's definitely essential for life in general. And so, you know, being able to make sure that we're having good sources of water is super important. And so, yes, we do. It's I kind of giggled a little bit when you were talking about, you know, how many resources there are about water. But when somebody does ask us about water, it's a big topic, you know, and usually it's just this like, oh, let's just talk about water for like two minutes and I'll ask my question about what pitcher should I use. And that is a much bigger conversation um, because water is so important and because there are so many different resources that are available to people for filtering water and that kind of thing. So yes, if you uh, have not thought about filtering stuff, then definitely check out. We'll post a link to that Instagram reel so that you can check that out. But we did, we installed a water filtration underneath our sink here at this house. And um, we decided that the simplest way for us to deal with uh, removing contaminants from water right now are an under sink uh, filter for drinking and cooking and then shower filters. And so that's how we're approaching it here. And that's usually the most economical for most people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, water, um, the other cool thing about water, of course, if you remember back to your uh, grade school biology class, right, are all these phases of water, right? Yeah. So that's one of the other things that I love about water is that it comes in different forms. It comes in solid. It comes in a vapor. It comes in a liquid. We know now it also comes in a gel-like form, which is the fourth phase of water. So there's all of these different phases of water, and they all transfer back and forth to one another. And for me, that's kind of magical because the water that 
Evie and I might be cold plunging in a particular stream in Central Oregon, hint, this fall at the retreat, right? Yes. And you can come with us if you want to do that. Um, but that stream, the water will evaporate and eventually make it into a cloud and it'll come back down as rain later. And I just, I don't know, maybe I, I'm the one who's enamored with the natural world, but I just think that is a really cool way of being able to move a substance around a planet. It's being mm-hmm. able to change those phases. So, yeah, and again, each phase has its purpose. Like we were saying, there's always a purpose. There's always something. Um, so I think it just reiterates that fact of, you know, there's there's going to be a purpose why it's solid, a purpose why it's going to be a gas. Um, and so, like, I'm looking behind you right now. That looks like snow, right? Like, yeah, is there snow on the snow. ground? Yeah, there's a yeah. little bit of snow on the ground. Yep. Yeah. Also so water. Just, right. Exactly. So it's just really neat to think about it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about temperature of water? Have you noticed a difference in how you feel? And uh, this might be a loaded question because I might already know the answer, but um, yeah. how you feel in warmer water versus colder water? Yeah. I know you go swimming in Greece. I don't know what the temperature of the oceans are in Greece, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. do you notice oh. that temperature is a major factor for you? Yeah. I mean, actually, when you started asking that, my question, my brain went to taking like a hot bath to mm-hmm. doing a cold plunge. So yeah. cold plunges, we've talked so much about that on this podcast. And cold plunges for me are, yes, slightly uncomfortable in the beginning, but then I feel an immense sense of calm. Yeah. Um, because again, all I'm doing is focusing on my breath. I'm really present in the moment. When it comes to hotter water, I do feel like that's that's relaxing for sure, but I don't get as much benefit as when I'm in the cold. And that might be really backwards for some people. Like I just feel like I get much more of a benefit when I come out of cold water versus coming out of hot water. Mm, um, and so, yeah, and like the oceans that I've swam in are typically colder. Um, I don't typically swim in like warmer water, especially the parts of Greece that I go to. But and even like the Pacific coast, like that's cold water. So, you know, like I've swam yes. there and I'm like, this is really, really cold. Yeah. And there's a region of Greek islands that has really cold water too. Like this past summer, it was like, I guarantee you, it was like maybe 50 degrees. Like it was very yeah. cold yeah. Um, for that. And so to me, I'm like, I just feel much more of a benefit when I come out of cold water than hot. And I like taking hot, warm baths for sure, but it's not the same rush or the same um, centeredness that I feel when I come out of it. What about you? I think in terms of temperature, I can get benefit out of both sides. I'm not sure if like right now I'm loving cold plunges. So I feel like I'm getting more benefit out of the cold water, but hot water too has a really great purpose. And for me, when I'm finding a hot springs, either in nature or I'm doing a hot Epsom salt bath, that helps me sweat. And oftentimes we will work with clients to get their sweat functionality moving again in the body and using a hot bath to do that is really, really great. It also can really help with like muscle tension and relaxation. So it there's a different element to it in terms of the therapeutic and physical benefit that I get from the different temperatures. And I think right now, just a personal preference is I'm preferring the cold side of that spectrum instead of the hot side of that spectrum. But um, I think it's really interesting that when we do have water that is not lukewarm, right? Not tepid um, mm-hmm. or a neutral temperature, that there are various different therapeutic benefits that can be 
just derived from the temperature of the water, which is also amazing and super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, it might change from season to season. Yeah. Or it might change from, you know, what you're focusing in on. But I do think it's interesting to at least note how you feel in different temperature of water. Yeah. yeah. One last thing about water that I just want to touch on that you said very in the very beginning was that you feel supported by water. Mm-hmm. And um that is something that I've always been attracted to with salt water right? Because salt water has more buoyancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got very used to swimming in the ocean. And then my husband and I, we were traveling in Hawaii and we found some freshwater, you know, waterfalls with pools. And (laughs) I just remember this day where I like jumped in the water and tried to swim in it and the buoyancy wasn't there. And I was like taking in water and like having to dog paddle a little bit more and like regain my bearings. But What's really fascinating about the buoyancy of water is how supported you can feel. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember working with a client, we were talking about her feeling supported, just that feeling of being supported. And I got the idea of having her go to a float tank spa location because mm-hmm. the float tanks or the sensory deprivation tanks are super saturated with Epsom salts. So like you want to talk about buoyancy, it's hard to actually get underneath the surface of the water in one of those tanks, Mm -hmm. but it's a way for the body to feel really supported in that way. So I just think water is one of the most amazing elements and maybe it's because I've got a mad crush on it, but (laughs) I think it's a really great element. So Yeah, it's my favorite too. I'm glad yeah. that we talked about it. Yeah. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to write in a question, tag us on you know, social media, send us a DM. We'd love to be answering your questions. And if you'd like to come experience some of the natural waters of Central Oregon, we've got the retreat that's coming up in October. So we hope that you join us. Yes, it's going to be a blast. I'm so excited. Me too. thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wildly Optimized Wellness Podcast. If you are ready to dig deeper into your health, stop playing the wackest symptom game, start testing to get better guidance, you can find more about Terea at terearodriguez.com and you can find Evie at holisticallyrestored.com. Want to peek into what it's like to work with us? Come join us at our Optimized Wellness community. You can find the invitation link in the show notes below. And if you have a question for the show, you can submit your question under the podcast section of TereaRodriguez.com. Finally, if you found something helpful in this episode, don't forget to leave a review, hit that follow button, or share it with a friend. They're going to love that you thought of them. Until next time, see you outside. <laughs>